One truck in front of me, one behind me to follow Let me get a lemon pepper order, please You gotta head a link before you order these Docking jet skis in the Florida Keys We all grateful for Wheezy, but no one more than me You just find a bottle with the messages These days fame is disconnected from excellence Half the time I gotta ask what they profession is Usher the generation and these are where my professions live I did brunch with the judge we appearing before Private villas only, I don't go near a resort We want everything galore, not just lyric galore For real And my city love me like DeMar DeRozan I sent her the child support, she sent me the heart emoji They all say they love me, but they hardly know me Yeah Drop them off at school, big day for my little man Recess hits, daddy probably made another M School bell rings and I'm out there to get him again Yeah Teacher parent meetings, wives get googly-eyed Regardless of what they husbands do to provide Asking if I know Beyonce and Nicki Minaj Of course What's going on internet analytic here aka Dreams And I would like to welcome you to mine Which are called the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast I'm your hip-hop slash gaming news source With a little bit of R&B mixed in For episode 40 we're going to be getting into Tory Lane's Playboy Break Scary Hours 2 Xbox Slander and Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack leave the door open. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect masses. Now that I got the intro out of the way, this is going to be a lot of music talk and it's only fitting because it's the 40th episode, a a milestone that not necessarily means that um, this is going to be the greatest pod ever. I'm just saying that to make it to 40 episode with a consistent listening fan, I don't like saying fan, listening support system for the show is just like crazy. 40 episodes and people keep coming back pod after pod so i just want to stop and just thank everybody who keeps supporting this podcast and platform as you never really know who will listen to you i would say ramble but i kind of know i kind of know a little a thing or two about hip-hop so just listening to me about just listening to me for an hour long over 40 podcasts that's just some uh, 40 episodes that's just something that's like I just want to say thank you and, and thank you to everybody who keeps supporting and it keeps growing even like more and more. So so the people who's like recommending this podcast to other to others, like, hey, check this podcast out. Like, I, I really appreciate y'all and the ones who take the time out to even just spread it to other people. Like, that's that's crazy and insane. And I'm just just thank you to everybody who listens. So, yeah, 
now we got all that like mushy stuff out of the way we're gonna get into the quote of the pod okay getting into the quote of the pod we're gonna talk about everybody's favorite artist now i'm just joking we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get into tory lane's playboy album and the very controversial is that the right word i don't know tory lane's as Tory Lanez is not on everybody. Let's just say he's not on everybody's good side. And there's a reason for that. But it hasn't been officially. Like he hasn't been con officially convicted. For those who know what I'm talking about. But at the same time it's like. People are still supporting his music. And obviously they're supporting it. As it popped up on my trending topics. To talk about. So it's just like. I mean obviously I listen to Tory Lanez. But if it comes out that he did. In fact. I don't know if people know, but basically, if it comes out that he actually shot Megan the Stallion, then I would probably have to take not I would not probably I would definitely take my like like that's I can't I can't rep for Tory Lanez anymore because it's just like you, you really shot like a woman like it was just like that's that's different. But he hasn't been convicted yet, so it's just it's all alleged at this point. But it's not looking too good for Tory Lanez, but getting into the lighter side of things he dropped the album called playboy basically saying that he was the most vulnerable on this album and that the reason that this was so impactful for him is that he's always had to make r&b albums based off the vibe and just how his creative process was going at the time but with this album he said that he literally made this off of emotions caused by the breakup that you could probably guess what that uh the breakup situation was about so he said he was really vulnerable on this album and it really showed through through these are his words it really showed through his music and he said quote emotionally i was able to flow creatively some of my best creations come out when i'm vulnerable so that's what tory lane's daystar himself said and he said the the track that he was most vulnerable in was the deceiving eve track and to me i thought well, we're going to get into what I think about the track list, but getting to his, like the artist, the person who actually made this project's opinion about it. He said Deceiving Eve was his most vulnerable on the track and most honest he was in a long, long time because he said he's been writing R&B for a long time and said that it rarely comes from a place of hurt and vulnerability because most artists, including himself at times and other R&B uh, acts, based their creativity based off of pure vibe and catchy melodies so that's what lane said about it and said that the lead single feels with r&b is is basically the most radio friendly version of this album which makes sense because that that track is really fire and that was literally the only clean track i could find but for this album so that would be the only snippet i'll be playing but when I go through the actual track list, I listen to this enough to give a pretty good synopsis of each track while also giving my personal opinion. So, yeah, of course, Tory Lanez and Chris Brown have a gr great working relationship. <laughs> and that's, um, I would say ironic, but it's really not as I mean, if you know, you know, but Tory Lanez and Chris Brown being the well, Chris Brown being the only feature on the Tory Lanez track like you just you like a Tory Lanez project you you cannot make this stuff up 
Chris Brown, out of all the artists in the world, is the only feature on this album. Like, just think about that. And for those who know, who know? Well, for those who know, then just like, you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that's, that's just insane. But anyways, so getting into the actual track list, now that we've covered the basis of the album and the creative process for Tory Lanez and everything like that, um, getting into the first track, and this is just the intro. Basically, I feel like this was a strong start to the to the album. Like the way he came on the track, basically just throwing this whoever woman he's talking. We're just gonna act like he's talking about somebody random. Whoever he's talking about, just throwing them under the bus and just talking about how I hope the next relationship is as, is more toxic than theirs or as toxic. And that was just like so. He said some of the most craziest things on the intro, which is probably why he titled this and this is just the intro <laughs> so yeah getting into track number two extravagant slash nunchucks i thought this was i thought nunchucks was the better part of this track and also one of my favorite uh, parts of this album so i would have played the snippet if they had a clean version because you know we try to keep this podcast pg just to you know you can't really affect the masses if you try to keep content behind like age restricted you know uh walls you, you know what i'm saying like i don't want to put it explicit and then somebody who's younger won't be able to listen to it because it's i'm playing explicit music but for this podcast it's more of the pg fashion even though i'm talking about hip-hop artists so nunchucks i thought that was the best well not the best i thought that was one of the best standouts on the album and r- the reason for this is just that drake literally gives so many stimulus packages that is insane like this podcast is literally going to be titled drake drake and more drake because the M- the impact that he had on this album that he wasn't even featured on is crazy because he gave a sample which is a sample from one of drake's earlier projects one like one of his first two projects he ever put out and, and it's a very when the beat changes from extravagant to nunchucks that sample is from a drake project and i forget which what song it is but for those who listen to like early early drake you would know you will catch it immediately like it's one of those type samples that you know like this is from a drake album and that was just nice that drake even let him use that sample because you know the beef that tory lanes and drake had which i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they don't have any more beef any like currently because drake said that they made up and they talked and he was a really good guy like that's literally what he said when they was on stage together so um that track was a well nunchucks was a standout i really didn't care too much for extravagant even though it was a solid like it it was good nothing on this album was bad when i compare these tracks i'm comparing them to the quality of what's on the project not anything else so extravagant is still a nice track nunchucks just is just like amazing Track number three, her slash are you dumb? So this is basically calling whoever he's talking about dumb for like the whole throughout this, like the entirety of this track. So I thought this track was pretty solid and definitely is relatable to people going through heartbreak. <laughs> track number four, distance. I thought that track was okay. Solid, not, nothing too, cr- too crazy. Uh, track number five, the makeup. I think that was a, a okay track. I think that's when it not dipped a little bit, but it definitely mellowed out. But the quality was still there. Then track number six, Lady of Neptune. He definitely picked it back up and started getting back on his like vulnerability and just opening up on the 
over like 808s and, and stuff like and like just the way that Tory Lanez makes music I mean if you followed him you he even went live one time to show his fans his creative process and made a song from scratch literally asked the fans what topic should he go with and they told him and he made a whole track and it was I mean it was fire <laughs> like so Tory Lanez is one of those that's that creates the vibe and I always I'm, I'm always like pulled towards those type of artists because the artists who can create the vibe I know they're not like they could be faking it but it's, it's not like it's not coming from anybody else like they're the ones with the talent like if you take if you're in a room and you're writing and he leaves the room and doesn't write anymore then the quality of that track will go down because he creates the vibe like he creates that it factor that you need people to have when you're writing a track so yeah lady neptune lady of neptune is really fire then you get into track number seven feels with which this is the only clean version i was able to find so we're definitely playing this one and i'm gonna play the toy lane snippet i'm gonna talk about the rest of the album and then i'm gonna finish with the chris brown feature so that's what i'm gonna do and just as far as like the the track as a whole for me the Tory Lane feels featuring Chris Brown is very radio friendly, like he was saying at the beginning, but it's still a nice like it's, it doesn't stand out. It doesn't stick out on the album like it doesn't belong there. Like he literally feels he made this album, then he made this track throughout the process of making the album. Like it doesn't feel like it was just a hit that he was holding on to, and, and he he was just like, oh, let me throw it on this album. Like he, I felt like this track with Chris Brown fit the whole vibe of the album and it was just it just showed even more when i listened to the whole thing it was like okay this is the same like eqs and these these are the same type of type of beats that are fitting with the whole project so yeah i'm gonna play tory lane's verse from fields featuring chris brown right now I mean, hold down my loving. Oh, yeah. Can't fit to me good, good tonight. I'm going under. Cause I know what you're wondering, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm giving it good, good shit. Now, what I'm doing, baby. As you heard, Tory Lanez was um, not holding back on what he wanted to do with certain women, and it showed throughout this whole track, even Chris Brown's verse, but we're going to come back to that, of course. Track number eight, Deceiving Eve. That track was, um, it was very solid, and I think that that track probably would be more impactful for people who go along with the genius lyrics, like you know how you can listen to a track and then walk, go, go through the lyrics with the actual song. I think that would be more beneficial for people who listen to this track because not all the time you listen to something and it's just like it hits you like like some bars some lines go over your head and with deceiving eve it's a lot of track it's a lot of lines on this uh track that is just very relatable if you actually go back and, and read it out so and then track number nine 
it was a lot of repeating uh lyrics but i don't think it was bad and especially going to this next track i think it was a nice uh segue track number 10 the serve anthem this in my opinion is the best track on the album besides the feels track i think that the serve it the serve anthem is just really cat catchy the melodies is on point Tory lane's delivery is on point the message is on point literally if you don't get the message out of this track then um you're missing it like you don't need the genius lyrics to get the full message on what he's trying to say throughout this uh track so i think this is the best put together track on the album but of course let me know what you think track number 11 shuby okay i'm not even gonna try that one i think it's okay the first half of this track is called shuby doo-wop slash one heart one last heartbreak so i thought this track was okay going and that that was it that's all i got for that and then track number 12 don't walk away i think that track was uh pretty solid and and keeping in mind that not all of these tracks are meant to be like super radio friendly like he literally said this is a, this is a capsule so that means like these are his emotions captured into one project which people probably think is like corny or whatever but if you really get into how artists make music it totally makes sense so yeah that's my whole recap of playboy uh project by tory lanes and like the, the whole capsule idea is for me usually i think it's just a it's just a cop out to put out trash music but the way that Tory Lanez put it out, it really felt like he was talking about a certain someone in the heartbreak throughout this whole entire album. And for people who are going through like heartbreak and just going through like being lost and just not knowing how to like move on or go to the next day, like definitely don't take <laughs> advice from this man. <laughs> this man has some of the most toxic advice from coming back from a breakup you could ever receive on one project. And that's all I got. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio and let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Corey Lane's Playboy? And what is your favorite track off the album? Now I'm going to play Chris Brown's verse from one of my favorite tracks off the album. And we're going to finish that way and get right into music. Okay, now the segment that most people who like hip-hop has been waiting for. 
because it's, it's one of the most popular artists probably of all time hip-hop artists definitely but artists in general he's up there you know like sometimes all i gotta say is like i, I feel like i drop a classic pod and then and then around like years later they come back and tell me it was a sleeper feel me <laughs> no <laughs> No, I'll just play it. But anyways, for those who listen to the Scary Hours, they know what I'm talking about. Drake really... So, talking about the greatest artists of all time, Drake came up with Scary Hours Part 2 because the original Scary Hours had God's plan and diplomatic immunity on it. So, to follow that up with the Scary Hours Part 2, you're already setting the bar pretty high because God's plan is... analytically one of Drake's highest charting album or well, tracks of all time i think it's up there with like hotline bling and for those who was around when hotline bling came out like you couldn't even you couldn't even go to the bathroom out here in that song like that song was everywhere it, it was just like people played that track like it was just going out of style and it just came out so God's plan was up there on the level of Hotline Bling and One Dance. I forget that. Drake has a lot of crazy hits that just you would think isn't even like it reaches heights that you wouldn't even think is even possible. Like no way that this many people is playing this one track this many times. And Drake does it every time with, with the way he performs on the billboards and the charts. So yeah, Drake released new Scary Hours 2 EP. The rapper put out God's Plan and Diplomatic Immunity on the first one in 2018. And then this is his first, not his first, because he, he dropped that song with Lil Durk, with, which a lot of people forgot about, but that may end up being on the album. And that track may end up being on Certified Lover, Lover Boy, which I would be, I'd be shocked if that track doesn't end up on there. Now, as far as like some of the tracks on here, I don't think, it will be on there as much because like sometimes when drake drops tracks he just drops it just to fill fill out what the fans like like what's next was definitely leaked a week before he even put this on the scary hours too so he may have not even had this as part of the scary hours too like he probably just had it in the tuck just in the, in the um i forget what they put it in the hard drive or whatever they put a lot of tracks in the hard drive so it's probably just sitting on a hard drive and he was just like, well, it, it already leaked somehow. So that that, that was probably, it, that's probably really frustrating for Drake because it's not too often that Drake is working with different producers. Like Now, like on the Scary Hours 2 uh, EP, he definitely worked with one that a lot of people, if you didn't notice it, I'm going to point it out for you. So anyways, Drake, how Drake's music gets leaked is very interesting to say the least. So, he's working on his sixth studio album, Certified Lover Boy. It was supposed to drop in January 2021. Really, it was supposed to drop in October because that's back when he tore his ACL. The album bent was that is already finished, like it's been done. But because he tore his ACL, he wasn't able to shoot the videos for the tracks and wasn't able to do the promotion things you needed to do to make the rollout the best rollout possible. Because if you have a really fire track on certified level boy and it drops and then it blows up number one and then a week later you can't 
re uh, reignite that flame because you Tori ACM wasn't able to do the uh, video then that totally makes sense so that's the reason he pushed it back is because he just wasn't able to do the videos like it was just, it was just as simple as that but obviously he's back doing videos as he dropped one for um what's next and he said he won't be dropping okay that's the is that the what's next okay i think that is the what's next but he said he he will be dropping sometime this month as the reason that the reason that drake always tells people like when he's gonna drop is because labels if you listen to people who are in the industry when drake is about to drop no label wants to put out their major artist because it takes away from their numbers now a lot you will see a lot of low not to be like disrespectful but lower artists will drop because they're like this is the most traffic this platform is gonna have in a while because drake the the most the hottest rapper in the game is dropping so a lot of traffic will be coming so let me put my music out and they be they might be like oh well let me check this out rarely does it work out like that but that's how the mind think that's how the mind of indie artists think are so it's just like I don't know. It's a real, it's a weird game in the hip hop industry, and for Drake, he definitely doesn't have to play that game because he drops and literally everybody from Sports Center to Nike is. Well, I, mean, I guess that's around the same ballpark. Sports Center. I can't really think of another one. Where everybody, I mean, all the celebrities tweet out when when Drake drops. So it's, it's he gets the most unique promo promo you will ever see. Anyways, we're going to start with the first track. So, Scary Hours Part 2. I definitely put 2. Did I put 2 on it? So, getting into the actual EP. It has three tracks. It has What's Next, Once the Needs featuring Lil Baby, and then the Lemon Pepper Freestyle, the legendary Lemon Pepper Freestyle. So, with this, I'm just going to take it track by track, and we're going to break it down as... Drake is one of those artists that's he puts these tracks together for a reason. Like it's when he had Tootsie Slide, it was solely for the purpose of blowing up on TikTok, and that was it. When he dropped Laugh Now, Cry Later, it was solely for the purpose of promoting Lil Dirk because his album was coming out the week after. With Scary Hours 2, this is solely for the purpose of him dropping Certified Lover Boy. So even though I think that the track with Lil Durk is going to end up on Certified Lover Boy, this is the actual rollout for the album. Think about when, think about the distance between Scorpion and Scary Hours. And then compare it to this. So that's the timeline that you should think about with Certified Lover Boy. Hopefully that makes sense to some people. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know, I don't, sometimes I feel like, these things are obvious but when you tell people they'd be like oh man i had no idea like i just thought he just dropped i thought he was dropping the album or i just thought he was dropping uh this track and that was it like people think he'd be dropping the album people think he's dropping one track and the actual artist i mean some people just don't care that much to, to follow them but it's, it's interesting to see what people think is dropping when artists are literally telling them hey this is the ep hey this is short this is a little warm-up to the album don't think this is the album this is definitely just some throwaways and then people be like man i thought he was dropping the album like that's, that has to be frustrating as an artist so 
and to be Drake and, and like to to still have that confusion has to be uh, frustrating. But anyways, let's get into the first track. What's next? And I'm gonna play the snippet from each one of these because I was able to find a clean version, and that, that's uh, that's pretty funny how I was able to find a clean version for Drake's, but definitely not for Tory Lanez. But you you already know why that is. But anyways. Getting into what's next, I'm gonna play the snippet and I'm gonna give my opinion about the track right now. What's about to happen? I'm making a change today. The liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a road that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I hey. Yeah, I got one lawyer, got one in that day, it's the only two Man, how many times have I told you the truth? Man, how many nights I've been woke? Swerving them potholes, not trying to fuck up the wheels I'm fuck up the deals, I'm posted in Stockholm It's me, the Owls, and the Twins, it's only the real I'm moving way too humble, Weezy and handed it off I still got no fumbles, I'm on a hot 100 Numero uno, this one ain't come with a bundle I'm in the wind, a million in chocolate chips And that's just how my cookie crumble I put a skirt on a whip and a crown on a six But there's no need to dress up the numbers, Hey. Hey, yeah, but I guess they must have their reasons. They wanna know how I'm living my day-to-day life in the regular season. Well, summer all I did was rest, okay? And New Year's all I did was stretch, okay? And Valentine's Day I had sex, okay? We'll see what's about to happen next, okay? Okay? Okay. So my opinion about this track, what's next? This was leaked a week before that, but for those who don't really care about leaks like that, this is the first time hearing it. This is the most radio friendly, I think. Actually, no. I think the one with Lil Baby is the most radio friendly just because Lil Baby's on it. Like, Lil Baby's literally the the up and coming, the hottest up and coming rapper in the game. As far as like numbers wise and just billboards and tracks going, shooting up to number one. So Drake and Lil Baby is literally a cheat code. Drake and Roddy Rich is another cheat code, which people are thinking that's gonna be on an album, which I think that track's already out. You can listen to that right now, but it's, it, it was leaked just like this track was leaked, which is why I brought that up earlier because that has to be frustrating for artists like Drake. But I don't really have too much to say to break down with this track. I think this is literally, I don't keep saying literally. This is one of Drake's I want to say like laziest songs, but the way he made the chorus, you would you could tell this was like, okay, he was about to work on the album, right? And then his producer was like, okay, give me a track just to warm up your vocals. Like this was that this is definitely what this track sounds like. It sounds like something that like it was a warm-up. You know how you in warm-up lines, you know, just going through, laying it up, shooting. That's how it felt. Like it felt like the warm-up before the game. Cause he he's talking about stretching. The whole the he has stretching in the chorus. So yeah, not too impressed by this song. It's definitely not bad. But what's next is mediocre at best. Okay, now getting into the track that's the most radio friendly because Drake and Lil Baby is, is one of the best cheat codes in the game. Um, I'm going to play the snippet first. And then I'm gonna get into the track because I gotta play both of these. I gotta play Drake's verse and Lil Baby's verse because they both went went crazy on this beat. And that 
me saying that is still an understatement. So yeah, I'm gonna play a snippet from Drake and then we're gonna get into Lil Baby. Falling off, yeah. Come with a classic, they come around years later and say it's a sleeper. The ears are real, the petty is real. Might charge my ex for a feature. Deposit the money to Brenda Leticia, Alinda Felicia. She came for me twice, I didn't even know for her once. You know I'm a pleaser. 42 millimeter was made in Geneva. Yeah, I probably should go to Yeshiva. We went to Ibiza. Yeah, I probably should go link with Yeezy. I need me some Jesus. But soon as I started confessing my sins, he wouldn't believe us. Sins. Now, when I went to Genius and looked up the last line of that song, or his verse, he said, but as soon as I start started confessing my sins, he wouldn't believe us. So it wasn't just him. He said us. Kanye was involved. That's unfortunate. <laughs> no, okay, that's all I got to say about that. And then um, he said another line. Okay, and then he started talking about he started name dropping all type of people that that canceled Nick Cannon from Wild and Out. Like I don't know what these names were that he was dropping, but they seemed like some powerful names, and he just kept dropping them over and over. Like we was just supposed to, oh yeah, I know that person. Like he wasn't dropping no LeBron James or no uh, Steph Curry. He, he was dropping names like what was it say? He, he said Shiva. Um, he said Geneva which I think that's an actual place. So I was confused. And then he said, Ibiza. Yeah, it was a bunch of people that sound like they canceled Nick Cannon. And th that was, um, I don't know if he was flexing on us or what, but I couldn't even understand it. So I think he was flexing on me in some type of way. But that last line was definitely pettiest. That, that was pettiest on the highest level you could possibly get. Like, that man's going through a lot. And to still poke at that certain situation, just shame on Drake. That, I think that's why he, I mean, he did say in the chorus that he needs some Jesus in his life. But I don't think he meant it. <laughs> like, I don't think he was, uh, I don't think he was sincere with that. Like, I don't know, just something about it just didn't make it seem sincere. Anyways, let's get into Baby's verse because Baby ripped it from the beginning to end using that patented flow that he has whenever he wants to go crazy on the beat. Reminded me of when he knew that he had to come with it with Lil Uzi and they had the track called Commercial with Take Keith. And oh, Drake's on that too. He's at the beginning, like Take Keith, this too hard. I told you this podcast is Drake, Drake, and more Drake. So he's everywhere. Like this man influences every generation and it's pretty insane how he does it. But anyways. So we're gonna get into Lil Baby's verse and he went he spazzed out from the beginning to end and this is probably gonna be one of the verses of the year in my opinion. Around with them bands and I bitches. 
gon' jam and I blow, I ain't missing. I'm dropping hit after hit, I'm just chilling, but I send it when I chill with my children. Bigger the business, the bigger the office. I found and found me a shred and I caught up, they call for my artists, they making me offers. I don't even bargain, I start from the bottom. I lost a Ferrari, Las Vegas, Nevada. I woke up the following day and went harder. I'm cracking my shit, now they see that I'm smarter. I gotta get money, I love to get charter. I gave up four burgers at once for a startup. I can't let them down, walk around with my guard. I'm screaming, I YOLO, yeah, that's still the motto. I know I be on some they ain't thought of. Sense. I got sins on my mind and some M's got a So yeah, from beginning to end of his verse, he was he was spazzing out. Like that was um that was pretty impressive. I wonder how he records that. I wonder if he punches in, punches out, if he does it in one take. That would be even more impressive if he doesn't doesn't one take. That would remind me of like Juice World. But baby's verse on this was a standout of course because it's i mean it's a little baby and he just came with his cadence that uplifted the track as a whole now going back to the chorus like do y'all think like certain i ain't want to get into it but anyways like the whole thing with drake and kanye like that just has to stop like <laughs> like at this point i feel like kanye is literally just waving the white flag like he even went all the way out to like wisconsin or something or in the sticks and just trying to build him his own world or something like that and this man is still poking at him like i think kanye's been over with the beef like i don't with kanye the way that he does his promotion is pretty outlandish but at the same time drake does the same exact thing and no one says anything like the thing that he's talking about in in the last line of his verse hasn't been called out hasn't been called out by anybody like imagine you're going through what kanye, what kanye is going through and then somebody pokes fun at at certain situation alluding to certain things like the way the way that i'm alluding certain things is how drake should be alluding certain things because he's just really specific with it like he at this point he might as well just say a name he might as well just say a name like at this point like i don't see any reality where Kanye just comes back and it's just like, man, Drake is a really cool guy. It would have to be Drake coming out to apologize or something, cause that's just that's just OD. Like at this point, man, pray for Kanye, man. And Drake really needs some Jesus in his life, which he put in the chorus, but I don't think it was sincere. Anyways, getting into the last track. I got to delete the last track. That is, uh, I need that track. Hold on, let me pull that back up. Give me one second for technical difficulties. Okay, here we go. So, as you heard at the beginning of the pod, you heard the the great, the the, the elegance, the the bars, the triple, the double, quadruple entendres. I don't even know if you had a quadruple entendre. I just I just put that in there. Remember when Jay-Z said double entendre, don't even ask me how? And that's why I felt about the quadruple entendre. Like I just felt like he just had it. But anyways, so you heard that that part of the verse. And now I'm gonna play the second part of it as the lemon pepper freestyle is Drake rapping for a total of five minutes. And it says featuring Rick Ross, but the only reason Rick Ross is featured on this track is because of the title and he was probably attracted he probably thought it was like some type of food or, or something and then realized like it was the actual like track title that Drake was making 
And so he was already there because he thought it was food, but then he just decided just to put a verse on there because, you know, Lemon Pepper Freestyle, I mean, how could he not be on it? So yeah, he was probably disappointed that it wasn't, you know, actual wings or, or uh, what, what does he say? The Lemon Pepper All Flats, you know, he was probably disappointed about that. But as far as the actual track, this is probably one of Drake's, you know, it's so hard because when a rapper raps for five minutes, like there's no way you could be talking about something of substance for five minutes. And he kind of does. Drake kind of, like he has some empty bars in there, which I noticed because it's just like, I know when the first bar he came out with, the, the Purple Heart, and then he went into his life, those was not empty, but it was just like, okay, where are you going with this? And then he kind of went into some deeper things with his child. Like those bars was meaningful. But most of the bars he had on here was pretty meaningful. But in a five minute freestyle, well, he says freestyle. In a five minute written, in a five minute written verse, like he wrote this out. This wasn't a freestyle for those that don't know. Um, this is like the most display of lyricism you could have. Just to have a sample in the background, a popular sample at that. Like I said that. I don't know, in one of my pods episodes, I talked about how there's never been a hit song without a sample, and that's still true to this day. So with Drake putting a sample behind him just rapping for five straight minutes is the most, it's the utmost display of lyricism that we may see in 2021. And I, I honestly mean that because rappers don't rap for five minutes straight just for no reason. Like they maybe on the intro but even then you have breaks you have choruses like he's rapping for five minutes straight just going like takes a pause goes back in takes a pause goes back in like there's no chorus no bridge so yeah now you know how i feel about that and this is probably gonna be one of my longest snippets ever on the pod and when i say that that means it's just gonna be like two minutes like usually my, my snippets are like 30 seconds but this like this has to like i have to play this whole thing so i'm gonna play the second part of the track this starts off right when the uh, beginning snippet ends for the beginning the beginning of the pod this snippet is is gonna start right after that so here it is lemon pepper freestyle the goat that's all you need to know pull up to the front and a fleet of suburbans flooded fresh immersion with the secret service it's so obvious it defeats the purpose if this is your hobby then come and meet your maker Champagne ring bells in the streets of Jamaica Started at the crib, look how far the will take you Raw sitting on 235 acres And that's facts Hamda Muhammad like my third cousin Facts Mansoor Muhammad like my real brother Facts Dubai embraced me like an Emirati Facts All my Rolls Royces got a different body Facts Mansouri kitted out with every option Facts Let me know if that's a problem Got a problem with me, gotta walk around it Used to say I had it before I got it Now I got it all, and being honest I don't really wanna talk about it And if I didn't have it, wouldn't wanna talk about it I had it so long, I don't even celebrate it Negative thoughts don't even enter my inner matrix Imagine me still rapping about if I never made it Damn Not too many parallels left in our lives I mean my crib look bigger through my son's eyes and the squad look bigger to the young guys And my feel better when you drunk, right? Spend nighttime staring at the sunrise And my diamonds all hidden like tie-dye 
Air Canada sending when I die. Y'all gonna have to fly in and do your fake cry. First couple rows, you gon' see the real guys. The ones that purchase their vehicles cause of trunk size. The ones that look at other rappers like it's lunchtime. Watch on my wrist, never show me crunch time. Cause I ain't never let it come to that one time. To be real, man, I never did one crime. But none of my brothers could caption that line. At all. Kill me, that's talent, God wasted. Instant noodle sriracha, I still taste it. When mama was too tired to cook and we had the basics. Instant noodle sriracha, I still taste it. Now it's a movie, I'm back in Balage wasted. Love trap on my back where the walls facing. Big body frames, wasn't in the car racing. Me and Chuck's drive by, shorty hard racing. I always end up dropping the top when it starts raining. Living in a six, eight week sun blazing. After that, the killies just go into hibernation. Damn. Rest in peace, dollar bill. How I get a girl and girls still wanna holler still. How I'm so famous, gotta live where they hide the hills. Everybody that survived got survivor's guilt. My label gotta prove they love me, gotta wire mills. My boy Kitchen's done looking like a flour mill. You faces looking like you drink sour milk. And your album's like some fire drills. It's like the feels real, but it's never real. So yeah, that's basically the most display of lyricism you'll probably get in this year. A five minute straight of just one man rapping and him talking about different things in his life. That's actually like, I mean, he said facts like 20 million times in one of the, one of the spans of his uh, verse. It's something that's not like, obviously Kendrick could do that, could do that but like, where is Kendrick? So right now, Drake is the highest. Like right now, I think Drake's probably at the top of the rap game right now. And him just putting the lemon pepper freestyle out just solidifies that. And he's just showing people that he can still rap. Definitely showing people that he is, his pen still works and that he's not trying to retire anytime soon. But with the lemon pepper freestyle, y'all have to let me know, like, what is your favorite track? off of the scary hours too because from feedback like before the before the pod because i always listen to people who who talk about it i always like listening to the opinions because i think it's pretty funny but just the actual track of of uh, what's it once and needs and people going off about little baby and how he was going crazy and just think about how short that verse was and how long it probably took him to to actually uh, effectively like vocally get that verse right and for a five minute verse of with no chorus it, it's just it's actually pretty hard and i don't think people probably like this is i looked at the billboard charts and this is like the the lowest off of there's what's next and once and needs this is the lowest out of those two and it's just because there's no chorus so it's not like no catchy you know people like to say the chorus over and over just to act like they know the entire song maybe i would like i wonder if somebody can actually goes back and listen to the lines and, and try to like recite them themselves like that's just five minutes of just straight bars and that's that's all i really have to say about the track so the scary hours 2 ep as a whole it's just one of the it, it definitely lived up to the first scary hours because with diplomatic immunity he definitely didn't go that long with the verse 
and with this one he probably knew he had to step it up a little bit because people are like okay we've been waiting for a while i mean he tore his acl pushed the album back like two or three months and everybody was waiting for this track so for scary hours 2 to come through like this i think he definitely delivered as this is a pre-course to the actual meal that he's gonna he's gonna give the people and and to me like, it was just like, i'm a huge drake fan and it was just definitely satisfying as the whole album you know when it comes out it's gonna be at over an hour of just straight bangers and it's just like the way that drake get, gets us ready for those type of albums it's unlike any other really so Kind of reminded me of when J. Cole dropped the Lewis Street EP and he went crazy. This would remind me of that, just way longer of a verse. And so I think the lyricism was on an all-time high at this point. So yeah, click my link in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What is your favorite track off of the Scary Hours 2 EP? And when the Drake album comes out, I just may name the whole pod after it. Like the way that Drake gets the people going with his bars and music makes people want to rap themselves like it's unlike any other so just let me know that and now we're gonna that's it for my scary hours 2 recap uh, on drake and now we're gonna switch it up and get into gaming okay switching gears a little bit into a much more lighthearted topic. When I mean lighthearted, I mean like not as I would say invested, but gaming news has been really slow and it's only gonna get slower with the summer because with the summer, for some reason companies don't like to put out AAA titles because they say people are outside and don't want to play games. Which if you look at the stats from some of the big AAA games that actually did well in the summer. It kind of contradicts that, but for some reason, people still don't like to put AAA titles out on that time. So getting into like what we're going to talk about with this um, Xbox, <laughs> I titled this Xbox Slander for a reason. And that's because like Xbox makes it so easy to just like talk just Xbox in general, the, the way that they promote and their game pass like they just have all the games in the world like that's just the funniest thing ever because they really don't like at the same time they don't i look up get xbox news and the first thing that pops up is playstation because xbox literally has no games so they have some uh controller issues my microsoft they have some controller issues and for some reason this was a big deal on the um this, this was a big deal to gamers because they believe that if you don't have any games, at least you should be able to make sure your your controller works. And Microsoft had to address this because it was it was a lot of reports coming out about the next gen uh, consoles having so many controller issues and joystick issues that they just had to address it. So Microsoft said they was well aware of this issue and they will fix it, saying, "quote at Microsoft." We put all of our products through rigorous quality assurance testing and are committed to providing customers with an unparalleled gaming experience. End of the quote. And that's just that's just like that's just sad at this point. Like they don't have any games and now the controller is not working. The one thing that I think they have a one up on PlayStation is the controller and it's having major issues. And so even so big that they could even 
deny it like they had to come out and say like another quote they said was quote for the best experience we encourage customers to visit xbox support for assistance and that's just like like if you have an xbox at this point nothing like like power to all who have an xbox and who put up with that but it's just that at this point like sometimes you have to realize that microsoft is just not for the gamers man like playstation is where it's at and it's unfortunate to say that because you would like for the competition to be sort of competitive because playstation is kind of like running away with it but microsoft as far as exclusive goes they waved the white flag halo fell off and it was just like we don't have anything else here's a game pass we're gonna put a bunch of games on it and we're gonna have you try to subscribe like netflix but unlike netflix microsoft has no games or no no content that's worth even subscribing to and the whole thing with the controller like i mean obviously they're gonna have to fix it because i mean fans of the 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 fans that, that microsoft do have at this point is just comparing these problems to the red ring of death from the xbox 360 and it's kind of frustrating to people who own the xbox because it's just like at this point y'all just asking us to go to playstation i mean even with the deal what they put up the 100 percent increase of the xbox gold membership and then microsoft came back and it was like oh my bad we didn't know y'all didn't want a 20 120 year uh membership to y'all they, they came out I was like my bad i didn't know y'all wanted didn't want to pay 120 as opposed to 60 per year for xbox gold membership so we're going to put it back to 60 and also to try to make it uh make it up to y'all we're going to make it so games like fortnite like free to play battle royales or just free to play games in general don't require xbox gold so they tried to pr like they try to come back with a pr statement to not make the fans as mad but they didn't in my opinion they didn't do a good job on completing that task as gamers are kind of fed up with microsoft and at this point it's just like y'all are either gonna fix these issues or it's just gonna like there's nothing that xbox can do at this point because like really in reality with the xbox game pass or yeah the xbox game pass there's no games to play on it and the, the way the way that they're going about it they're making it seem like it's the netflix like doing a whole new wave and this has never been done before but really they're just pulling the wool over our heads which i don't even know if that's the right term but they're just trying to put up a lot of smoke and mirrors to to entice fans to, to think that they're still caring about the consumers when in all reality they don't <laughs> they just they're trying but at the same time they're not like it, it's just obvious at this point that they're not trying and it's really like me as a playstation owner like just looking like what i used to deal with being the xbox owner like so y'all telling me like i can't play this game on your console at all like this is just solely for playstation the last two game of the years have been playstation exclusives and you're now having controller issues which is the only thing that you had that was better than sony like that's just something that really is um as microsoft gamers like i, I feel for y'all because y'all really are being put through a lot of stress and like that's just unfortunate like i don't have anything else to say which is why i titled this xbox slander because they they're ending up like 
Nintendo used to be like this where people who play Nintendo used to be like, there's no games that we can play as exclusive that makes it worth buying this platform. But when the Switch came out, Mario Odyssey came out, they definitely turned around and they're on a whole new wave of good games and actual exclusives that people want to play. Meanwhile, Microsoft is just the same old, same old, and they're just not getting it at all. And the way that Sony's going about promoting, basically put up a little MCU type thumbnail on their uh, profile saying that we got Spider-Man, God of War, Last of Us, what else? They had Ghost of Tsushima. Um, they had the game that was really trash, but apparently people liked it in that, that UPS simulator. I think it was called like, what was that game called? I forget what that game, that game was trash, but people liked it, so whatever. But the main thing is that Sony's putting out actual exclusives that people want to play. Meanwhile, Xbox is still trying to get us to hop on the Halo wave like it's 2010. So yeah, this is going to be probably one of my shortest segments because Xbox Slander, I mean, I can't really talk about it too long because it's really like for Microsoft gamers, they probably hate these type of segments because it's just like, I mean, no, people love these type of segments, but at the same time, if you actually own the Xbox, it's just like, you, you, probably, you probably look at it, it's just like, man, there's really nothing to play on this console. Except for Spotify. I mean, I have Spotify. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Xbox not caring about the consumers at all? And are you even thinking about getting a PlayStation and just switching over? So that's something that like people who own Xbox really need to think about at this point because Xbox has no games like at all. So yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Now we're going to switch it up and get into pop culture. Okay, now with this topic, we're going to get into the pop culture because Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack has promoted this new album like it's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. So we're going to get into the opening single, what they call Leave the Door Open. And as people are calling it, an old school love song, which is very interesting to say the least. And to say the most, I really can't because I listened to this and I felt like somebody should have told Anderson Pack or Bruno Mars that December's been over and the holidays have is long gone. Like, I don't know what type of vibe they was going for, but the way that they just they was on this track leave the door open like it was just the hottest christmas jam ever in this march but on the other hand that doesn't take away from the fact that this track is actually pretty fire but you see you see how that i always think it's pretty funny how like art i like on, on one hand artists can do one thing and it'll be fire but on the other hand like in my mind i'm just like i feel like y'all missed the timing on this like completely but People really love Bruno Mars. I didn't know that as much. So with Bruno Mars, and which is why I'm even talking about it, because it popped up on my feed as like stuff to listen to. But with their single, it was pretty interesting to listen to as they was really, there was a lot of chemistry on this. And the way that they even talked about how they came together to make this track, it was also interesting because they said that they it was the most genuine process ever the collaboration they said was organic they said like 
Bruno Mars called Anderson Pack just to thank him, like just to congratulate him on his birthday. Not to congratulate, but basically say happy birthday. You know how that goes. But then Anderson Pack pulled up to the studio uh, at, that Bruno Mars was at. But he was drunk because, I mean, it was his tw 25th birthday. So they said that it just clicked from there. And they was like, well, Bruno was like, you want to come back tomorrow? And then from there, they was just jamming with each other, just making music with no type of uh, with no type of like agenda. Like they was basically just making music like they was making music with their favorite artists. Like they, they said the chemistry was just they hit it from from the start. So. That was pretty nice to see. And I think that comes across in the track, uh, Leave the Door Open. As Bruno Mars hasn't put out music since like, or he hasn't put out an album since 2016. But when he did put out an album in 2016, it was fire. Like, Bruno Mars' music is really consistent. And he can dance. He's one of those, I want to compare him to Chris Brown. But he's one of those that can sing and dance and, and do the things that you need for a, a nice performance. And so he had 24K Magic on his 2016 album. That was pretty fire, in my opinion. I think that that was one of the best tracks that he's put out in his career, 24K Magic. Just because of the chorus and his voice is just like, he has one of the best vocal range in, in the R&B game. And I think that shows tremendously on this track. And then with Anderson Pack, he has one of the most unique voices. Like if you hear Anderson Pack, it'd be hard to duplicate him because his voice his vocal inflection is definitely unique in the way he sings and the way he just um performs and executes his verses is is something that's definitely it's like a little no okay i'm gonna compare Lil yachty because of how unique his vocal uh his vocal sound not the quality at all anderson pack i feel like is a much better artist than Lil yachty interestingly uh interestingly enough which is that how you say it i don't know anyways it was both on the same double xl cover which had like uzi 21 savage Lil yachty denzel curry dave i think i'm just gonna call him dave because i don't want to say his real rap name because it's really weird um anderson pack designer like that was one of the most polarizing xxl covers of all time i think that was the 2016 one I mean, I even go back to this day and watch those 2016 freestyles. So that's very uh, interesting that Anderson Pack and Lil Yachty are still going. Anderson Pack on more of a quality level, Lil Yachty more on like a business brand deal type level. But with Anderson Pack pairing himself up with Bruno Mars, it's probably his, it's going to be one of his biggest looks ever. And I think when this album comes out, it's going to do well. It's going to do numbers, but. If they drop this album around the time that Drake drops his album, they can forget about any type of number ones or anything or people talking about it at all. Because when Drake actually drops his full length six studio project, it's going to shut down the whole world. Like celebrities are going to tweet about his album. Big corporations such, such as Nike is going to tweet it out. ESPN. I mean, everybody who has ties with Drake and want to do business with, business with Drake in the future is going to promote Drake's project heavily. Hopefully, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack doesn't come out around that time because I really feel like this music needs a slot of its own and just needs to be put out in a slot that doesn't have any competitors. As I think it's going to be really unique, judging by the album cover and just the single in general, 
it's going to be a unique sound and that's something that i think needs to be pushed more I don't know how much it would get pushed if they put it out around the time that Drake drops his album. I mean, they literally put this single out, and the only thing that people are talking about is Drake's what ne What's Next. And think about how many songs you've heard like What's Next, and how many songs you've heard like Leave the Door Open. It's not it's not really comparable. So Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, hopefully, I will. I wish they would get their own weekend. And hopefully they can drop before or way after Drake drops because Drake's gonna when he drops he's gonna take over the whole entire month which people are saying that he's gonna drop this month but yeah I think I wanted to play an actual snippet of the song if I could actually find it um, so yeah I think this is like a clean version give I don't know if it is or not about. if it's not then um, we're gonna find out but anyways this is the track Leave the door open with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. I'm gonna just play a little one minute snippet and then see what y'all think about it. Yeah, I'm gonna cut it off right there. As you can hear, and as you can tell, they're not playing around with this album. As this single is very fire. Um, I know I talked about the whole December thing and joked about that, but at the end of the day, this track is undeniably fire, and the talent is through the roof with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. So I don't know who I'll be able to compare this to. It would be like if the weekend join forces with like another really talented singer and maybe if if the weekend joined forces with like i really can't think of another maybe party next no nah, that's different they, i think they hate each other anyway you really can't compare them i'll have to go back it'll be like if michael jackson and and prince kind of made a uh, album together and i know that may be blasphemous to some of the older heads but Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars are really like artists are losing like not okay so like hip-hop artists they can rap some of them can't dance some of them can't sing but with Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars they literally play multiple in instruments like they do I think in the actual official video they're playing instruments while they're singing so th their talent is through the roof the album quality is gonna be amazing 
and I actually thought they was dropping the album. I know I talked about how like people think an artist dropping the album, but all you have to do is just follow them to figure out what they're actually dropping. But I thought they was dropping the album since, like, so I fell for that. And I just feel like Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars is going to put out one of the best albums of 2021 and maybe of all time. Like, that's the type of respect I have for both of these artists. And I just feel like these artists are so talented, talented that it's just, it's going to show uh, how they say, this is going to show why they've been around for so long, especially Bruno Mars. So yeah, click my link share in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Leave the Door Open single from Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack? And apparently they're calling themselves a Silk Sonic. So take of that what you will. So yeah, getting into the overview of the pod, starting with the quarter of the pod, we talked about Tory Lane's Playboy and how that album was just like amazing. This was a really good weekend for music. Like I'm kind of glad the gaming news wasn't kind of high or popular because I was able to focus more on music because I've been talking about how there's been no music. Like, I think last part was only like 40 some minutes. And it, I think it shows because when music comes out that's quality, it's undeniable. Like, you listen to it and music moves you in ways that you don't think it would. And that's how you kind of can tell if music is good or not. And that's just how this whole entire weekend of new music was. So we got into Tory Lanez Playboy. That album was fantastic, amazing. All the all the things you could describe it in, in, in every way possible and then some more. Then we got to actual music with Drake, Scary Hours 2. That EP was full of some of the highest displays of lyricism that I've listened to and probably J. Cole came close on Lewis Street. He went crazy, but the amount of time that Drake had on Lemon Pepper Freestyle of just straight bars was insane and just definitely solidified his legacy even more as rappers don't do that anymore when they just put on a sample five minutes and just go straight at it. Like, no chorus, no anything. So that's how I feel about that. Um, then we got into gaming, short gaming segment, short, 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 like really short. Xbox slander, you know, I always had a slander Xbox. Typed in gaming news because nothing was popping up. I guess nobody cared about gaming this week. And Xbox controller issues popped up. So I was just like, well, guess who's slandering Xbox again? So yeah, that was my thought process with that. And then we ended with pop culture, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack leave the door open. And that track is one of the most unique tracks I've heard this year. And I think that Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars putting out an album together makes this one of, will make this one of the best albums maybe of all time. Because these are two of the most talented artists of all time. So that's just really honestly how I feel about those two artists. So as you can tell by the length of this pod and the segments that are going to come out, it was a great week weekend for music and definitely was um definitely was well worth the wait so yeah 
that's about it for this episode thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message on anchor letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities if you want to financially support the show click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect